Support for Talking Heart on WVIK comes from the people at Quad City Bank and Trust, helping the local community with their banking and financial needs for more than 20 years. Information is at qcbt.com. This is Carolyn Martin, and I'm talking art today with Baron Ryan, a pianist and composer who was named one of the 10 innovators to watch in 2021 by Smithsonian last year, and who will be here as the Quad City Arts Artist in Residence from February 21st through the 26th. Good morning, Baron. Good morning. So you were a Quad City Arts visiting artist last year as well. How would you describe your music to people who may not be familiar with you? I like to say that I make music in which classic meets cool, which is deliberately vague. It doesn't tell you exactly what genre I play. Uh, some people think it sounds like classical meets cool. and But while I play classical, it's not just classical. It's also jazz and pop and original compositions. Because as an artist, I want to feel free to pursue wonder and beauty in whatever form I find it. And that, that allows me to do so. But but to be able to tell people somewhat of what they can expect as well. One of the things that um, I think is so impactful with you is you have a very personal story about perseverance that's important for people to hear, particularly young people. What, what obstacles did you encounter at the beginning of your career? Well, the major one that I often share with students is not getting into the schools that I thought that I needed to get into to be a successful musician. I was a piano performance undergraduate at the University of Oklahoma and thought that I needed to go to some fancy, prestigious conservatory to become a concert pianist. And uh, I hadn't been serious about the piano for as long as some of my competitors were. I got serious when I was in high school at age 16. And that was unlike some other people who were serious 10 years earlier. And so I was at a, I, I was starting behind, behind the people that I was trying to get into those schools against and I didn't get in. And so I had a crisis of what I was going to do with myself and how I was going to present music. Uh, I thought that I, I knew that I had something special to offer, but I didn't know what it was and I didn't know how it would fit with my ability to play the piano. So I, I realized that I didn't have to fit into a category. And that's actually where Classic Meets Cool came from. It's really the shortest possible story I can tell about myself because art is a story um, in different media. In my case, it's mostly music, but it's, it's really a story and people wanna know where the art came from. And so if I could tell that stories in three words uh, effectively, then hopefully I would get people who would want to stay for a few more words than that and for a little bit more music uh, that I could play for them as well. Mm -hmm. Well, you really use your music and then that story as a motivational tool. And it is so important for all of us, but particularly young people too, you know, to, to have their eyes on this goal and to not take their eyes off of it and to not be discouraged by very temporary setbacks or roadblocks. Yes, I think that we do, sometimes we do a disservice to students um, when we tell them that they're going to change the world and, and which is not, necess it's not necessarily false, but we, we don't tell them also that it's going to be difficult and that sometimes they're not going to know which way to turn and that it's okay to feel inept and to feel a little bit lost sometimes. And that's part of the process. I think when we don't tell students how difficult and 
uh, anything, pursuing any goal um, that has meaning can be, then they get they get surprised when they encounter obstacles and feel like they must not be doing the right thing because of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so being told at this stage that, that, you know, that you shouldn't be afraid to fail, that's, that, that is really important. Uh, you were described, I saw an interview online with someone who really described you as almost having a ministry in a way. I think that was the word that, that oh. um, he used. Yeah. To kind of, um, you know, to kind of, pass that message on. And, um, you know, initially after not getting into the conservatories that you thought you wanted to go to, you, um, you briefly pursued a career in hip hop and then, then kind of came around to embracing all these other forms of music. Um, yes, I, I made hip hop. I made specifically satirical hip hop because it was something fun that I could do with my musical ability at the time. It wasn't, ever going to be a long-term pursuit or I didn't really believe that it would be. That's not why I did it. I just thought this seems fun. And, and I've had my big five-year plan uh, thrown against the rocks. And so I'm not going to worry about a five-year plan. Um, (laughs) And that's, that's actually what helped me realize that I could tell a story. That's how I started getting people to engage with the music I was making. I was just explaining how I made it. And that's, that's how when I won a competition that sent me to perform internationally, I realized that I could that I could make my spin. At that time, it was more strongly classical. I could put my own spin on classical music, or, or rather, select classical music that I could play particularly well. That was that which was uh, influenced by jazz and ragtime, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, and, and my whole career has been that f- filled with with starts and stops with changing of direction uh but but knowing that i wanted to use music as a tool for uh for inspiration and really to in inspire awe in people because i think that's what music does best and so whatever way that i could do that most effectively is the way that i wanted to pursue music at the time now, your parents were both musicians, I read. Was there an expectation growing up that you might become a musician too, or or no? Because you said you really came to it a little bit later than many of your contemporaries. Right. There was not an expectation that I would pursue music full-time. There was an expectation that I would learn to play, but they didn't have to they didn't have to convince me. I already saw my dad playing and and wanted to be applauded like he was. And so I started playing when I was four. And I played, I, it's not like I only started playing music. I don't want to give that misconception, but uh, I, I practiced only as much as was necessary to either be impressive to to an audience or to be competitive in a piano competition. Mm-hmm. And uh, otherwise, I, I wasn't too keen on practicing for much of my childhood. Mm-hmm. Your father, will talk about him in a little bit because you're going to have a duo performance with him in our community. And that's Donald Ryan. He's a Steinway artist, which is quite an accomplishment. Um, and you, you grew up in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Are you, do you live there still? I still do. Yes. My, my whole family is here. And since I perform with my father, it's important that we be at least somewhat close together. And, mm-hmm. and so, yes, it's still home. Last year, you were commissioned by Chamber Music Tulsa to commemorate the 100-year anniversary of the Tulsa Race Massacre, in which hundreds of Black people were murdered and the, the economic center of their city was burned. Uh, I'm just wondering, what was that project like for you? 
It was, it was initially overwhelming uh, because I f- did not narrow my focus enough. I thought, oh, I need to represent this entire experience through this work of music. But then I realized that that was not feasible uh, for one to, to do so effectively through a piece of music and two, to even be able to present all the perspectives that were possible. And so I just decided to write a work that uh, felt how I imagined a victim or a participant. Um, well, I should say victim, not necessarily a perpetrator of that of that riot, of that um, massacre, to portray how that victim might feel uh, through through that event. And so, uh, once I had a narrower place to start, it was easier for me to to write a piece of music that um, that I think in, evoked the sorrow. Uh, but also the hope that we can all glean from that experience uh, to learn from it and mm-hmm. to not make those types of mistakes again. Mm-hmm. And that piece you chose to title "My Soul Is Full of Troubles," which is you know, which is which is just lovely. And I know that um, you've expressed the hope that that piece will inspire people to be courageous, to do what's right, not what's easy, and to reflect back on our history, which has been troubled. Yes. And it's easy, I, I believe, to look back and learn very specific lessons from history and, and not realize the broader implications. It, it seems, I, I think our issues around uh, our race are different now than they were a hundred years ago. And, uh, there are uh, there there are some similarities, but I think that um, it's easy to think that we would never be the type of person to burn someone else's house down. But um, but each of us has that capacity, I believe, and we have to examine ourselves and realize the where that motivation might come from, and and attempt to replace that motivation with a higher good that's worth aiming for. Mm-hmm. Well, that piece that you were commissioned to, to write by Chamber Music Tulsa was, was what ultimately, um, resulted in the Smithsonian naming you one of the 10 innovators to watch in 2021. And, and that's really quite an honor. Uh, but you've, you know, you've been doing so much other work. You've released several solo albums, the newest of which is entitled Five Flats. And it's, it's a very unusual concept for an album. Can, can you talk about how you st- decided to structure that. Yes. I'm glad that you recognized it as unusual because that is, I think that's the key to any good story. It has to be unusual enough to make the listener um, pay attention. And I had wanted to play, to, to record an album of more conventional classical music for a long time, but hadn't found a way to do so interestingly. And when I was practicing a few pieces I was practicing Claire de Lune by WC. I was practicing Chopin's Versus. And I remembered other pieces that all had the same key signature, which was five flats, and they all had a similar tone to them, although they they were also different from each other. And I thought, ah, that is how I could present an album of classical music in a way that I don't know has been done before, which is by organizing it by key signature. Mm-hmm. And so there are 10 tracks on that album. Each one is by a different composer. Eight are in D flat major, 
and then two are in B flat minor, but they all have the same key signature, which is that of five flats. Is there one particular song from that album that stands out to you? The one that I have the strongest strongest connection with is Chopin's Versus, because it it connects me to my father, who was the first ever uh, black pianist to compete in the international Chopin competition. This was in 1975 in Warsaw, Poland. And he played that piece, in fact, for his birthday, for his 70th birthday. My family and I gave him the recordings from 1975 of his competition performances. And so I love that piece. It's, it's, uh, Bersos means cradle song. And so it's this lush, beautiful melody with the, an, a repetitive left hand that just, um, it, it makes it soothes you as a listener and as a performer, and I feel that connection and the heritage that I've that I've gotten from my father. Mm-hmm. Well, you also created on an earlier album. Um, I think it might have been released in two thousand and nineteen. It's called First of Its Kind, and those are original compositions. And on your website, you mentioned that you created it after you noticed a lack of funk and pop and and country inspired classical music. So is it your intention to make classical music more inclusive? Is that a goal of yours? No, it's not. It's my intention to make amazing music using the tools and interests that I have. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want I, Classical is what I am most skilled and experienced in, but I listen to funk and to country and to well, actually, I shouldn't say I listen to that much country, but I've heard it, so I could I could emulate it in my writings. Uh, it's my goal to make a an interesting form of music that people already know uh, that will still surprise them. I think that has a that has an effect a a byproduct of being more inclusive, but that's not really the goal that I'm going for. It's mm-hmm. the goal is to make music that l- leaves the listener feeling in awe. Um, and that means that I need to present the listener with something that they recognize, but also something that they haven't heard before in exactly that way, which is uh, another way of saying that I want them to hear music in which classic meets cool. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, um, we do put so much emphasis on like categorizing music and trying to like, um, define it very under strict terms. And, uh, and there's a lot of overlap and, I think it's really fun that that you are so playful with your musical compositions. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Yes, there's a there's there's a lot of play that, uh-huh. that happens. You have multiple performances scheduled in our in our local schools here during the week that um, that you're in our community, and I can't wait to hear about the the student response because I I, I know they're going to absolutely love it. You also have quite a few public performances, including a special one on Saturday, February 26th. You'll be performing with your father. Then it's a dual piano performance at the Geneseo High School Concert Hall. So what does it mean to you to be able to perform together up on stage? It's an amazing blessing to be able to perform with my father. We have shared music for my entire life, and now we get to do so professionally as as equals now 
as opposed to when I was six and playing house concerts and he would play in the mood on the piano while I would play drums. And uh, it's just a, a very special connection that we can share. I get to see it now with my nephew, who is just just turned three, and he loves his favorite activity is to play piano with me or my dad, as he sees us do on videos. And so I get to realize the how special it is to share a common interest, a common passion with someone who's so integral and important in my life and making me the man that I am, that I am today. Well, that's, that's such a rare opportunity and I'm so happy that you are able to do that together. Uh, You've also made a, a very conscious decision. And I thought this was interesting to post your work in the public domain. So people can download for free your albums from your website, which I actually should mention is Baron. That's B-A-R-R-O-N, Ryan, R-Y-A-N.com. And why was that important for you to offer unrestricted access? It is my belief that the music I create and present is good for the world. And if I can give it away, that means that more people in the world can experience it and receive that benefit. So it's my view, if I don't have to do any more work uh, to create the music, then I want you to have it. So I've already recorded the music and and it was generously funded by uh, crowd support. And uh, so if all you're doing is downloading it, it that doesn't cost me anything. If you're buying a CD, I do have to print the CD. So that's not free. But the idea of the music and and its digital form is free because I think that it will do good for the world. And I want it to be around uh, long after I'm not here anymore, long after I'm gone. And so the faster it can spread, the better chance that that can the, the better chance that that will happen. Well, Baron Ryan, thank you so much for talking today. And I'm thrilled that you're here in our community this week. Thank you for having me. I'm delighted to be here. Don't miss hearing the pianist and composer Baron Ryan, who will be in the Quad Cities from February 21st through the 26th as a Quad City Arts visiting artist. Numerous public performances are scheduled throughout the week, and you can access the full list online at quadcityarts.com. The week culminates in a full-length dual piano concert with Baron Ryan and his father, Donald, on Saturday, February 26th, entitled Ryan and Ryan Going Gershwin at the Geneseo High School Concert Hall. This has been Carolyn Martin, Talking Art in the Quad Cities for WVIK. WVIK.